0: This is a recording of Personal Relative Pronoun Usage in the Book of Mormon, an Important Authorship Diagnostic, by Stanford Carmack, published in Interpreter, a Journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, read by Victor Wirth. Abstract. This study compares personal relative pronoun usage in the earliest text of the Book of Mormon, with 11 specimens of Joseph Smith's early writings, 25 pseudo-archaic texts, the King James Bible, and more than 200,000 early modern, 1473 to 1700, and late modern, 1701 to 1800 plus, texts. The linguistic pattern of the Book of Mormon in this domain, a pattern difficult to consciously manipulate in a sustained manner, uniquely points to a less common early modern pattern. Because there is no matching of the Book of Mormon's pattern except with a small percentage of early modern texts, the indications are that Joseph Smith was neither the author nor the English-language translator of this pervasive element of the dictation language of the Book of Mormon. Cross-verification by means of large database comparisons and matching with one of the finest pseudo-archaic texts confirm these findings. And they which fight against Zion shall be cut off. First Nephi 22.19 Syntactostylistics is the study of the stylistic implications of syntactic variation. One of the most important areas of syntacto-stylistics in relation to the Book of Mormon, with clear authorship implications, is the systematic use of relative pronouns in the original text, in particular when these pronouns refer to persons. This kind of syntax is one of the most important pieces of evidence that the Book of Mormon is formulated with non-biblical archaic syntax. At this point, I have completed quite a few other studies of a similar nature that indicate or suggest the same. It is my aim to publish some of these studies in the near future. Among them, the Book of Mormon's verb complementation pattern, though archaic, stands out clearly as non-biblical and non-pseudo-archaic. I currently know of no external textual evidence that might suggest that Joseph Smith would have formulated the Book of Mormon's clausal complementation patterns in the way we find them in the text, more than 500 instances sustained heavy finite usage. The frequent use of the modal auxiliary shall as a subjunctive marker in certain contexts, such as in clauses governed by verbs of influence, is another archaic syntactic marker that makes the text stand out from pseudo-archaic texts. The Book of Mormon's pervasive, periphrastic did usage is another one. That text's partly non-biblical and often non-pseudo-archaic subordinate that usage is another one, and so forth. The Book of Mormon's personal relative pronoun usage has been less thoroughly covered in an earlier article and in the text-critical volume, The Nature of the Original Language, NOL. For that NOL study, large database comparisons had not been as fully carried out, nor had the view been expanded to 25 pseudo-archaic texts, or to Joseph Smith's earlier epistolary writings. See the appendix for how these pseudo-archaic texts were chosen. Now I have finished making word-cruncher databases, both large and small, of these texts and writings. In the case of the larger textual record of English, I am now able to closely compare the Book of Mormon usage with almost 10 billion words first published between the years 1473 and 1829. The Early Modern Corpus, EEPO, has texts dated between 1473, the first printed book in English, and 1700. The Late Modern Corpus, ECCO, has texts dated primarily between 1701 and 1800, with a relatively small number of texts first published after the year 1800. Before considering the textual evidence, it is important to clarify the version of the Book of Mormon that must be analyzed. The dictation language must be our object of inquiry, and not the 1837 edition or the 1840 edition, so as to avoid biasing the outcome. If Joseph Smith was the author or English-language translator of the Book of Mormon, then that will reveal itself in the dictation language. If he was not the author or English language translator, then that might or might not reveal itself in a later lifetime edition, depending on what syntax and lexis is being studied, since the second and third editions contain readings that were greatly altered by conscious editing. In no other linguistic domain is that more applicable than in the text personal relative pronoun usage since so many of these were changed for the second edition. Because of this, we must study the earliest text to avoid possibly predetermining the outcome of this linguistic study, as well as others. Another important point to bear in mind is that we look to pseudo-archaic texts to see what linguistic elements their authors were able to control and alter, elements that are usually a matter of non-conscious production, such as relative pronoun usage. In composing their texts, pseudo authors attempted to alter various formal and structural features of their native language. They were able to alter linguistic usage to an extent, and morphosyntactic features such as verb agreement and verb endings were more readily imitated than other kinds of syntax. Nevertheless, they were able to go beyond mere morphosyntactic alteration, modifying other syntactic and lexical features we may grant Joseph Smith, as a presumed author or translator from revealed ideas, the ability to be among the finest pseudo-archaic stylists, such as Richard Grant White, the Shakespearean scholar. The working assumption, then, is that Joseph Smith, though dictating a text with complex content, might have focused on meaning-neutral personal relative pronoun usage. But I do not assume that he was able to produce what no pseudo-archaic author produced in this domain. To go beyond that level is to enter a gray area of possible supernatural control of vocabulary, forms, and structures. With that in mind, I compared what Joseph Smith produced in this domain with what pseudo-archaic authors produced. An examination of these texts indicates that as far as personal relative pronoun usage is concerned, Joseph Smith was unlikely to have sustained conscious manipulation of usage patterns that varied substantially from modern usage beyond some slight biblical influence. Most pseudo-archaic authors show a modern pattern, heavy in who and whom. A few produced more personal that than was normal for their time, showing that they were able to imitate biblical usage a little more closely. But no one came very close to being biblical in this regard. Most telling is that no pseudo-archaic author produced usage that was heavy in personal which, such as representing more than half of the relative personal pronoun usage as we find in the Book of Mormon. Thus, even if Joseph Smith had been able to closely imitate biblical patterns in this domain, he almost certainly would not have produced the heavy personal which of the Book of Mormon. A reasonable conclusion is that the original dictation language does not present as a pseudo-archaic text in this syntactic domain. This is a pattern that is a pervasive, integral part of the language and not merely found in scattered portions of the text. There are more than 1,600 instances in mostly non-biblical sections. Personal Relative Pronouns and Variation As an introduction to Personal Relative Pronouns, Consider these two pairs of simple English expressions. A friend that was at the party told me. A friend who was at the party told me. Someone who was here last night left those keys. Someone that was here last night left those keys. The words highlighted above have to do with the variable syntax of relative pronoun selection. In the above examples, there is a choice to be made among that and who after the noun friend and the indefinite pronoun someone. As shown, there is variation in the relative pronoun used. Both that and who are acceptable to most native English speakers. When we say things like this, we do not even think about which relative pronoun we use, and we probably do not even have a sense of how often we use one or the other, and after what words and in what contexts we use one more than the other. Personal relative pronoun, PRP, usage patterns, are shaped by our linguistic environment. What sounds right to us depends heavily on what we have heard and read growing up. In earlier English, there was yet another PRP option, commonly available to speakers and writers, personal which. This is the option we see most often in the original Book of Mormon text. We can replace that or who above with which to get a sense of how this option sounds or reads. A friend which was at the party told me. Someone which was here last night left those keys. Even today, we occasionally encounter the use of personal which in prepositional phrases, in phrases such as many of which or some of which. But besides that, we either do not encounter it or hardly ever encounter it. We can see in the textual record that English underwent broad pattern shifts over time. Use of personal which as a relative pronoun had become rare for most English speakers well before the 19th century. By the early 1800s, the decades when Joseph Smith was absorbing information from his linguistic environment, a bare minimum of personal witch usage was the norm for most English speakers and in most dialects, including in Joseph's own American English dialect. This can be seen in Google Ngrams Viewer, where we can compare usage rates of anyone or someone Who, that, which. Figure 1 indicates that anyone who and someone who were dominant in the late 1820s over anyone that and someone that, and anyone which and someone which are two orders of magnitude below the who variance. In the early 1700s, anyone or someone that was still dominant, but by the late 1700s, anyone or someone who was dominant. Though it would not be unusual to find scattered instances of personal witch in Joseph's day, including in his own early writings, there are two of them, the use of personal witch was dwarfed by competing options. It is important to keep in mind that PRP selection can vary considerably even for a single author. It would be unusual for an earlier English author or translator in a lengthy text to use just one of these three PRP options all the time. This can be seen in many writings of the past, including the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon. Here are four examples of PRP variation after the demonstrative personal pronoun those. Ezra 8.35 Also the children of those that had been carried away, which were come out of the captivity. Mosiah 15.21 Yea, even a resurrection of those that have been and which are and which shall be. 1574 E.E.B.O. A. 69056 So then what shall become of those that have nothing but infirmity and which have scarcely received three drops of courageousness to sustain themselves withal in the midst of their afflictions? 1690 E.E.B.O. A. 30434 We must likewise believe that he loves those that are truly good and are conformable to his own nature, and that he has an aversion to those who are contrary to it, and that are defiled and impure. In these excerpts, we see those that varying closely with those which. The last excerpt has those that, then those who, followed by those that. These are examples of nearby PRP variation which was and still is a part of natural language use. This study compares the PRP usage found in the Book of Mormon and the following. Joseph Smith's Early Writings, Ten Letters and His 1832 Personal History, Twenty-Five Pseudoarchaic Writings, See the Appendix, The King James Bible, Tens of Thousands of Early Modern and Late Modern Texts, E.B.O., 1473-1700, to and ECCO, 1701-1800+. plus. If Joseph was the author or translator of the text, then we reasonably expect a number of syntactic structures in the Book of Mormon to roughly match any of these three things, King James style, which he was presumably imitating, the usage of various pseudo-archaic authors who were trying to mimic biblical and or archaic usage, or his own way of expressing things. Examining how these sources employed PRPs reveals that Book of Mormon usage is unexpected and out of the ordinary. The approach taken for this study was to compare complete data sets with each other, and syntactically sampled sets with each other. In particular, all instances found in the Book of Mormon have been compared against all instances found in Joseph Smith's early writings. Also, syntactically and semantically sampled instances from the Book of Mormon have been compared to syntactically and semantically sampled instances taken from the first three items listed above. Finally, a more limited type of PRP usage was compared between all the texts and corpora as discussed below. A Complete Comparison of PRP Patterns In comparing the PRP usage of Joseph Smith's early writings and the Book of Mormon, all potential instances were noted, except those occurring in sections heavy in biblical quoting. Non-biblical language was targeted as it is hypothetically more likely to represent Joseph's own usage without external linguistic influence or contamination. Both texts have easily identifiable biblical quotations as well as instances of biblical blending. I did not include the PRP usage found in the most obvious biblical quotations, but it was included in borderline cases involving biblical blending. With these exclusions, The distribution of PRP selection in the Book of Mormon and Joseph's early writings is shown in Table 1. Because chi-square tests can be very sensitive to large Ns, as occur in the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon in this case, I ran chi-square tests for all the texts using not only the raw numbers, but also using N equals 50 as a common baseline. In order to achieve n equals 50, seven texts had their observed numbers reduced, and eight texts had their observed numbers increased. See Table 5 for a complete listing of the raw numbers and the chi-square tests. Table 6 shows the tests run on the reduced numbers. This comparison shows large differences in the case of which and who whom. In the Book of Mormon, which is strongly preferred with that slightly exceeding who-whom. In contrast, Joseph Smith had a strong personal preference for who-whom over that, with which, a distant third. Figure 2 graphically shows that Joseph Smith's native PRP usage pattern was markedly different from that of the Book of Mormon. The big picture is that the Book of Mormon is more than half personal which, and Joseph Smith's native preference was more than two-thirds who or whom a comparison of large subsets of PRP instances. Next to check were authors who were trying to emulate biblical or archaic patterns to find out whether they produced anything like the Book of Mormon's pattern. For the above comparison, I noted virtually all instances of PRP usage, but in comparing Book of Mormon usage with what is found in 25 pseudo-archaic texts and the King James Bible, I sampled a large portion of PRP usage systematically, noting usage in contexts with higher frequency antecedents and without any intervening punctuation, thus reducing false positives as well as focusing on relative clauses, mostly restrictive in function. Thus, the sampling was not randomly determined, but was based on syntax and semantics, so the comparisons were more likely to have greater relevance. Among the 25 pseudo-archaic texts examined, there was no matching whatsoever with the Book of Mormon's PRP patterns, whether we consider the 12 longer pseudo-archaic texts or the 13 shorter ones. In the 12 longer texts, none of the authors preferred which over the other two possibilities. Eight of the 12 clearly preferred who whom to that, and which a distant third. This preference is a modern profile, and it matches what we see in Joseph Smith's personal writings as shown above. As a result, the chi-square tests between these eight texts and his early writings are not statistically significant. That is, p is greater than 0.05. The pattern of these eight longer pseudo-archaic texts, then, was the most likely one for Joseph to have produced in an effort to produce biblical archaism. Three of the 12 longer texts reflected, to a slight degree, a biblical preference for personal that. This was the second most likely result for the Book of Mormon, had it been the result of a pseudo-archaic effort. Only one of the twelve split usage among personal that and who whom. Ten of the twelve did not employ any personal witch in the targeted contexts, and the two that did employ personal witch employed it at far lower rates than occurs in the Book of Mormon, especially Gilbert Hunt, whose personal witch usage in the late war stands at only 3%. The only pseudo-archaic author who employed personal witch at a non-negligible rate was the Shakespearean scholar Richard Grant White, who wrote his text, The New Gospel of Peace, three decades after the Book of Mormon. His greater familiarity with early modern English might explain his somewhat elevated personal witch usage. Nevertheless, White's personal witch usage rate of 18% is still far below the Book of Mormon's rate in the targeted context 52%. White's pseudo-archaic text is one of the best in terms of producing earlier usage in several different ways, and not just in PRP usage. As an example from this domain, among all pseudo-archaic texts, White's text is the only one with instances of personal them-which, 14 of them, as in the following excerpt, 2.6.14. They fell upon them-which were already free in Gotham. The King James Bible has more than a hundred instances of the string them which, and the Book of Mormon has 34 in non-biblical contexts, as in these two examples, Judges 14.19, and gave change of garments unto them which expounded the riddle. Third Nephi 3.14, of all them which were numbered among the Nephites. The occurrence of personal them which in a text is either a small sign of true archaism, Knowledge of earlier archaism, or a great ability to reproduce biblical archaism. The rates of PRP selection in the King James Bible compared with the Book of Mormon, syntactically and semantically sampled, are as shown in Table 2. Figure 3 shows how different from each other these usage patterns are. In restrictive relative clauses, the King James Bible is dominant in personal that, more than 75% and the Book of Mormon is dominant in personal which, more than 50%. The biblical pattern was the dominant early modern profile, and the Book of Mormon's pattern was a much less common early modern profile. A Comparison of PRP Usage After He and They In order to reliably tally PRP usage in tens of thousands of texts without individual inspection, we can reduce the number of false positives by limiting the antecedents to subject pronouns the most frequent being he and they. By limiting searches to the following eight strings, he that, he which, he who or whom, they that, they which, they who or whom, we obtain tallies of textual usage that allow us to determine closeness of fit with the Book of Mormon's pattern somewhat more easily. The databases I inspected, EEBO and ECCO, yielded 26,101 texts with at least 20 instances of he or they relative pronoun, no intervening punctuation allowed. Besides facilitating a reliable scan of tens of thousands of texts without generating very many false positives, this is also a way to focus on greater archaism, since a high usage rate of he-they relative pronoun is more characteristic of earlier modes of expression. In other words, texts with relatively large amounts of he-they relative pronoun tend to be more archaic. Alternatives such as any or some one, relative pronoun, and those, relative pronoun, began to be used more heavily as time went on. The Book of Mormon has a striking pattern divergence that hinges on whether the antecedent is he or they, and equals 228 non-biblical selections. Personal which is dominant after they. Personal that is dominant after he, as shown in figure 4. The Book of Mormon's he and they patterns are noticeably different. As figure four indicates, there was originally no he, who, whom in the non-biblical selections of the Book of Mormon. There is one biblical instance at 2 Nephi 24.6, he who smote the people in wrath. The text has been edited so that the 1981 and 2013 edition has eight instances of he, who in non-biblical selections. Figure 5 compares he or they relative pronoun usage in the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon. This chart shows the closeness of the scriptural patterns when the antecedent is he on the left and the strong divergence in the case of they on the right. The chi-square test yields an extremely small p-value, though again, statistical calculations are not needed to demonstrate the obvious differences. The entire EEBO database was found to have 82 texts, and greater than 20, a handful of these near duplicates, in which the raw tallies were a close fit with this particular Book of Mormon usage pattern. In some of these texts, all instances of they, that which, were personal. In other texts, some instances were non-personal. For example, in the closest matching text, Thomas Cartwright, 1535-1603, to attributed name, a second admonition to the Parliament, 1572, all instances of they, that which are personal. But in Thomas Eliot's The Castle of Health, 1536, some instances of they, that which are non-personal, and the closeness of fit with the Book of Mormon is slightly less than the raw result. In the Book of Mormon, the divergence is limited to pronomial antecedents, and not necessarily related to number. That is, it is not a general singular plural divergence, since singular noun phrases do not show a preference for personal that over personal which. Both singular and plural noun phrases, when divided into two groups, show a preference for personal which. However, plural noun phrases do take which to a higher degree than singular noun phrases, approximately 80% versus 60%. These closely matching EEBO texts provide evidence that this pattern divergence occurred in earlier English. The average matching date is 1604, and the weighted average date, taking into account publication rates increasing over time, is close to 1580. Shown in Figure 6 is the EBO text whose PRP usage after he and they matches the Book of Mormon usage most closely. Out of just over 195,000 mostly 18th century ECCO volumes, many thousands of these near duplicates, and some of these early 19th century texts, only five distinct texts were found to match the Book of Mormon closely. A sixth text was a near duplicate. All five turned out to be early modern texts. One was by an author born in 1589, Timothy Rogers. 1618, A Righteous Man's Evidences for Heaven. Two texts contained extracts from John Fox's Book of Martyrs, first published in the 1560s. A fourth ECCO text contained memorials from the time of Queen Elizabeth and King James I. A fifth text was a 1575 translation of Galatians Commentary by Martin Luther. Only the longer pseudo-archaic texts turned out to have instances of he-they relative pronoun, 10 of the 12 longer texts. Of these ten, five had at least 19 instances. Among these five pseudo-archaic texts, there was no close fit with the Book of Mormon's pattern. The Book of Mormon has 73 instances of he-that and 100 instances of they-which. The five pseudo-archaic texts have between 6 and 19 instances of he-that, but only one text had instances of they-which, five of them, Richard Grant White's New Gospel of Peace, 1863. Figure 7 compares the Book of Mormon with the sum of the ten longer pseudo texts in this domain. The distribution profiles are noticeably different, with the most noticeable differences between he-they-who-whom and they-which usage. It is also instructive to make he-they relative pronoun comparisons of White's 1863 pseudo-archaic text, N equals 63, with texts from the EEBO and the ECCO databases that have at least 20 instances. The Shakespearean scholar White knew much more early modern English in his time than Joseph Smith did in the 1820s. While the Book of Mormon closely matches 82 EEBO texts, White's New Gospel of Peace, closely matches only 40 EBO texts, about half the number. The average year of these closely matching texts is 1665. The weighted average year is about 1650. Publication dates range between 1600 and 1700. The weighted average years of texts that closely match the he-they relative pronoun patterns of the Book of Mormon and White's pseudo-archaic texts are 70 years apart. Furthermore, if publishing rates of titles had been steady across decades of the early modern period, then the Book of Mormon would have probably closely matched between 5 and 10 times as many EBO texts as White's pseudo-archaic text. In comparisons of more than 18,000 18th-century texts, ECCO database, and greater than 20, White's text closely matches 93 texts, many of these actually 18th-century texts, An unknown number these are duplicates, or from the early modern era. As mentioned, the Book of Mormon closely matches only five distinct texts, six total, all early modern. Thus, the Book of Mormon presents as an older and even a genuinely archaic text in this domain, while White's text, though linguistically speaking a fine pseudo-archaic effort, is a borderline early-late modern case, and much less archaic than Joseph's dictation language. Table 4 summarizes these results. Conclusion The statistical argument for each scenario outlined above is compelling, whether we look at all PRP usage, a subset involving high-frequency antecedents, or just contexts involving the subject pronouns he and they. We can tell with exceptionally high confidence that the Book of Mormon's PRP patterns were not derived from Joseph Smith's own patterns, from the King James Bible, or from attempting to imitate biblical and or archaic style, we can also tell that the patterns do match a less common pattern than prevailed during the middle portion of the early modern period, but not in the eighteenth century. A pattern with an overall preference of personal which over that or who whom, in the case involving more antecedents than just he and they, a simple examination of the dramatic differences shown here or an application of the standard chi-square tests of the raw numbers, see the appendix, indicate that the Book of Mormon's PRP pattern would not have been achieved by closely following the patterns of the King James Bible, pseudo-archaic works, or Joseph's own dialectical profile, which at times was biblically influenced. The large differences in PRP usage between the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible and pseudo-archaic works indicate a different authorial preference for these sets of texts, a preference that is mostly non-conscious, as shown by an inability of pseudo-archaic authors to sustain archaic biblical usage over long stretches. The Book of Mormon is not a match with the usage in Joseph's personal writings, as his own patterns fit comfortably in the late modern period, as do most contemporary pseudo-archaic works. This point has been made in other contexts, including various iterations of stylometric analysis but the force of the data is difficult to deny, even though it is based on only a single linguistic feature. These PRP comparisons are in effect a kind of focused, precise stylometry. Furthermore, the data lead us clearly away from Joseph as author or English language translator and toward a specific time period, the only time when we find textual matching with the Book of Mormon's archaic PRP distribution rates, the early modern era and primarily the second half of the 1500s and the first decade of the 1600s. The textual evidence establishes the early modern period as the best and only fit for these Book of Mormon patterns. Indeed, the early modern sensibility of this aspect of the syntax is undeniable. These distinctive PRP patterns, as well as the text's striking preference for finite clausal complementation, and the archaic nature of the verbal system, in all its complexity, go a long way toward establishing the vast majority of its syntax as early modern. This means that Book of Mormon content occurs within a framework of mostly early modern syntax. A reviewer noted that this evidence favors Book of Mormon authenticity over the idea that the text was a flight of Joseph Smith's fancy, but was interested in finding a reason for the divergent he-that-they-which usage. This syntactic pattern is not a calc of Hebrew usage, nor is the broader pattern, as classical biblical Hebrew did not have three synonymous PRPs. What we encounter in the original Book of Mormon text is a less common pattern of early modern English. Furthermore, it has been noted that positing a simple singular plural that which distinction fails to explain the data as well. Obviously, this is a data-driven effort to catalog and accurately characterize the original English usage of the Book of Mormon text in this domain. The comparative project as a whole reveals the clear presence of many non-biblical early modern elements and patterns. I prefer to avoid speculation here and will simply note that one of the important side effects of the non-biblical archaic syntax in lexis is to rule out Joseph Smith as the author. While we may not know why the Book of Mormon is the way it is, we can assess what it is and what it is not based on the data. And the data consistently show unexpected archaic elements that undermine theories that Joseph Smith was the one who worded the translation. Unless we accept that Joseph consciously and dramatically altered his native PRP pattern during the 1829 dictation in a sustained fashion, as no known pseudo-archaic author did, then we can conclude that he did not select these relative pronouns for the Book of Mormon in more than 1,600 instances. By extension, unless we want to assume that Joseph's control of the text continually shifted during the dictation, we should conclude that he was not directly responsible for wording the text in almost every instance. A considerable amount of additional syntactic and lexical evidence supports this view. Stanford Carmack has a linguistics and a law degree from Stanford University, as well as a doctorate in Hispanic languages and literature from the University of California, Santa Barbara, specializing in historical syntax and textual analysis. He currently researches Book of Mormon syntax and lexis as they relate to English usage and contributes to aspects of the Book of Mormon critical text project carried out by Royal Skousen. This has been a recording of Personal Relative Pronoun Usage in the Book of Mormon, an Important Authorship Diagnostic, by Stanford Carmack, published in Interpreter, a Journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, Volume 49, 2021, read by Victor Wirth. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license, and it may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are credited, and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles on Latter-day Saint Scripture can be found at journal.interpreterfoundation.org. More information about the Interpreter Foundation, along with a wide array of additional resources, can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.